0: Hello
1: everybody, welcome, welcome, welcome to the Rambling Runoff Podium Show. Yes, yes, I know it's been a hot minute since we've done one of these. But hey, it's, we got a big topic we're going to talk about today, so yeah. But uh, I'd just like to say sorry for everybody that was expecting a podium show the other week or so. Uh, a few complications but uh you know we're doing it now and i'm here your host robert rios once again for ramming runoff but of course it's a podium show so just in case you guys forgot how it rolls around here this is where we focus on one main sports topic most likely the biggest one of the week or the month or the year possibly but uh, yeah we just do one big deep dive into one sports news event simple as that right and uh, for, days, for today's episode's recording, uh, it would just be me today, unfortunately, but it's all good in the hood once again. You know, I'm, you guys like hearing my wonderful voice anyway, so why not? It's I. But yeah, if, if you haven't guessed what we're going to be talking about today, there was this one big game that happened the other day. Uh, it was called the Super Bowl. It's hosted by the National Football League, the NFL and in my opinion it was a pretty good overall event a pretty good game for you know hardcore nfl fans and casuals all alike which yeah um the Super bowl every january well sometimes mostly february comes around every year it's the biggest thing here in the u.s um parts of the world as well and i think yeah it was a good showing for the sport so I guess to go into a deep dive of it, or to get, just get this out of the way, uh, the victors of the Super Bowl, Super Bowl 56 in Inglewood slash Los Angeles, California, were the Los Angeles Rams who defeated the Bengals 23-20 to in Super Bowl 56. And of course, this podium show is a long time coming. Like I said, we were supposed to do one last time, unfortunately, technical difficulties. But I mean, this is the reason why this... Part of the show exists just because, you know, things like this take time to talk about because they're not just big sports topics, but big, uh, big competitions, big events that a lot of people, you know, interact with, you know, you go out to bars, parties, whatnot, whatever you would be, you know, sitting on your couch eating chips. But I digress that, you know, I hope everybody had a, a great Super Bowl. You know, great Super Bowl Sunday, you know, no drinking and driving, all right? (laughs) But yeah, I hope everyone had a good time. Um, You know, congrats to the Rams for a great season, getting to the Super Bowl, and as well to the Cincinnati Bengals, who, you know, a lot of people a couple months ago would have said, you're crazy for saying that the Bengals would be here, where they are now. But no, they got there. Unfortunately, they didn't win, but it's still one hell of a game to watch, in my opinion. And, you know, it, it gave us a different story and a different view of the game than, that we usually don't get. Because usually it's those the, the top-tier teams that make it there. And it's like, all right, well, who's going to be the best of the best? I mean, then again, this is the, is the Super Bowl. Who is the best of the best?
0: But it had a little bit of a different different feeling to it this time around, in my opinion. But, I mean, let's start a little bit more of the rambling on the podium. So,
1: first off, once again, the Rams were victorious 23-20. to And what I would say was a pretty close game. Uh, I mean, then again, in the playoffs, all the playoffs, most, most of the playoff games were all wild, twisting roads that no one could really comprehend or explain. Um, I mean, after wild card weekend, each game ended Either with a game winning touchdown or a game winning field goal, I should, I should say. There was that weekend where all the games ended on, all the re- games in regulation ended in a field goal. But hey, just like all those playoff games, this game did not disappoint either. Uh, from the game itself, the halftime show, and I would even say the commercials were actually decent this time around. Like I actually had a ha ha every couple of commercials, damn you, Bitcoin. It was a pretty good time to be a football fan and a casual, in my opinion, once again. But uh, yeah, um, I mean, with the game itself, with Super Bowl 56, uh, both teams kind of, you know, had a had a nap at the ball. Nothing really came of it. You know, we did get some scoring in the first quarter, thankfully. As uh, the Rams were the team to open up the scoring, as uh, Odell Beckham Jr., a guy that I would say... This was the most important game in his career, considering he was a standout performer with the Giants. You know, went out to Cleveland where people thought, all right, new new face, new place. Let's see where this goes. He has Mayfield with him as a QB. You know, it doesn't really work out, but the Rams decided to pick him up and they add him to the roster, which I think, you know, helped Stafford out. And although I wouldn't say he, he's the most threatening receiver on this Rams receiving core, but he's a guy that you still need to watch out for. And yeah, he got the first touchdown of the Super Bowl, 56, a 17-yard touchdown on the Rams' second drive for the first score. You know, I would say it looked fairly easy considering it was their second drive.
0: And most of the Rams' uh, drives, in my opinion, in the playoffs were planned out in a way
1: where they knew, all right, we're going to run these plays and we're going to score on this specific drive. And I feel like that's what helped the Rams get to this point. They did that um,
0: very easily against the Bucks. And then they did it again against the Niners. But uh, yeah, uh, the, the Rams, you know, in LA showing out for their fans
1: uh, for the Bengals, it did take them a little while to get going a bit. Uh, they did tack on three points with the McPherson kick. And I would say the the Bengals' offense were somewhat evenly matched here with the Rams, even though they do play a little differently. You like you would see the Rams run the ball more than the Bengals, even though I think both defenses were prepared for the run but the Rams just never let go of the run, but I'll get to that a little bit later. Um, I will say, though, however, overall in the game, I kind of thought this was going to be similar to the playoff, more similar to the playoffs, where not just it was going to be a close game, but that it was going to be a special teams competition in which, you know, the kickers and the special teams, the, punt, the, pun, the punters were going to have to, you know, make sure they
0: were doing their best because... Throughout all the playoffs, if you did not have a good special
1: teams core, you were going to pay for it. Uh, you saw out with what happened with the Packers and you saw out with the Niners, good and bad. Packers, you know, were on the negative end and the Niners were on the positive end. And you could see all these kickers were getting, you know, their name shouted out and getting more notoriety. And And just as a quick Quick note, um, people were making fun of uh, the 49ers kicker who would kick during half the halftime shows and the pregame shows. And during this year's halftime, the whole field was being used. So people were making fun of him. They're like, man, that 49ers kicker really wishes he could kick during the halftime show. <laughs> but yeah, uh, that's how the-, the first quarter went scoring-wise with the Rams leading 7-3. to I mean, with that type of scoreline in the first quarter, you could take it with. I would say, I was thinking with a grain of salt because both teams, I wouldn't say look dominant, even though I know I said the Rams were doing cookie cutter, chopping down the defense and moving the ball, but I wouldn't say they look scary. Like both teams were still warming up, I guess. But, I mean, it it is a Super Bowl. At times, teams do play a little more timid. But then again, I I did kind of notice they were playing fast as well. Like, the first and the second quarters in these games usually go by pretty quick because, you know, both teams are just trying to
0: run what they think will work and, you know, get them points on the board. And moving along into the second quarter
1: uh you know more of the same both teams trying to move the ball as best they can the rams were and just never let go of the run game i i just don't understand i don't understand like why they were doing it they had a uh, akers running the ball and it, i i don't know i don't understand why they were doing this because he only rushed for 21 yards. Every time they ran the ball, the Bengals would stop him at the line. So I'm like, what are you guys doing? And like, even I was watching with friends of mine. We're like, why are they running the ball? Why <laughs> why is that guy running straight into the defense? Why is he just run around? I'm like, well, that's how the plays are drawn. So they kind of got to do it. And you never know how far you'll go when you run through the gap or run through the hole. But yeah, the the scoring in the second quarter, um, once again, it was the Rams who opened it up with a Cooper Cup eleven yard pass from Matthew Stanford, and uh, on upon research, uh, most of the places that were doing the stat casting, uh, say that the Rams were attempting a two point pass conversion. Uh, however, that is not true at all. Uh, they were going for a field goal. But the holder dropped the ball right right when Matt Gay was about to kick it. And, well, I guess they consider that as a, a failed throw. I don't know why. Uh, I would just say that the, the Bengals stopped them on that field goal and the Rams were only leading 13-3. And, and when I saw that, I was like, oh, man, you guys can't be doing that in the Super Bowl because
0: they, they're going to get you. <laughs> i'm like bro like why how do you
1: i mean i'm not trying to get on the guy's back that he need to do a better job but like i was saying your special teams had to be on point in this game and i was even thinking that that's going to hurt, that one point they don't have is going to hurt them in which for part of this game if that was my opinion i was like this is it this is where the Rams fall apart because I was one of my keys of the game for the Rams was that they had to take care of the ball no matter what. Don't fumble the ball. You know, don't give it away on silly mistakes and for a second I was like, there we go. No more Super Bowl for these guys in their home stadium. But then again, you know, you see the final score so the there was no need or no worry on their side with the ball. And then moving on in the game in the moving on into the second quarter,
0: uh just like just like um uh excuse me, uh just like the first quarter, the Bengals uh you know.
1: Uh, responded but this time with a td of their own uh t higgins got, got a six yard pass from from joe mixon of all people and uh i feel like they pulled out a play from the eagles uh, beating the, the pats in uh, i believe 2018 <laughs> and uh you know getting a, a trick you know busting out a trick play to get the score which is cool which you don't I mean, I guess because I'm bringing it up, yeah, you, you kind of see that play drawn up. It was like a kind of like a end the round toss to Mixon, and then Mixon throws it to the open receiver in the end zone. Pretty easy play uh, if the receiver or the running back can throw the ball and if the quarterback can catch, considering the Patriots also tried that, in which uh, Tom Brady could not catch for shit. <laughs> It was pretty funny to watch and try to try to try to do that, but uh, once again we got a game, uh, thirteen to ten. Uh, Rams lead. Rams leading by three could have been four if they
0: wouldn't have muffed up that that field goal. But I mean, overall, I feel like this game, like I
1: said when I first started speaking of this, so evening match team. Um. It, I think everybody already knew it was gonna go down to the wire, considering both teams, you know, you have Stafford on one end, who I guess you could say he'll be a gunslinger and kind of throw a pick here and there. He had two interceptions this game. I'll get I'll get into the stats in a little bit. And Burrow, who you know, their his offensive line has just failed him constantly. And I feel like that was more or less the reason why they lost this game. 'Cause you know, yeah, with with Burrow, he could run around and you know, be like your more modern quarter your more modern athletic quarterback, which is standard nowadays in my opinion. But the thing is though a lot of those earlier guys that pioneer running around, like say Mike Vick or um Robert Griffin Junior the third, like They didn't last too long because there was too much running and they were getting hit too much. And it's not just because, like, the old line, but it's just like that style. It's just kind of like a, you know, live or die type of mentality way of playing. But hopefully the Bengals can fix that up. But yeah, I'm going into halftime. The Rams, that 13 to 10, I would say. My halftime, uh, how would you say, like, analysis was that for the Rams to keep to win this game, they would have to keep scoring. I mean, obviously that's the point of the game, but uh, used to develop more positive drives in which they didn't run the ball. Like that was like my pet peeve. That's like if 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 you're listening closely, ask yeah, my and I keep bringing it up because yeah, had to kept running the ball and getting nothing and I even think the I think Sean McVay that I go to was like yeah we ran the ball well like what do you mean you ran the ball well you guys didn't really generate anything with the run game I think you guys had one run that was like for seven yards and that was probably the longest one of the game for you guys so I don't know what the hell they were thinking with this play calling and Sean McVay is a gambler he almost gambled in that Niner game as well, where he challenged uh, a very obvious not fumble and giving up their last uh timeout. I mean, luckily, if it wasn't for Aaron Donald, Aaron Donald wouldn't have Aaron Donald, if Aaron Donald
0: didn't build him out in that niner game, they would have been screwed, honestly. But I mean, it's my opinion. I mean, I digress. But uh for the halftime show. Uh, I thought it was, a uh, dude, it was
1: pretty dope. <laughs> that's not, that's not front. Um, you had Snoop Dogg, uh, Eminem, Dr. Dre, Mary J. Blige, and, uh, Kendrick Lamar all headlining this year's Super Bowl, in which, you know, all these guys, or were... majority of them are LA natives, you know, big name rappers, artists, you know, somewhat similar backgrounds the only word i will point out i just thought of it too is that eminem he's from detroit i mean but then again dr j is the one that found him discovered him and speaking of being discovered uh dr j and eminem also you know helped find 50 cent who also performed in the super bowl surprisingly uh it was a pretty funny laughing matter as when they transitioned to 50 Cent, he was doing his uh, infamous, like, workout routine, kind of, where he's hanging upside down and rapping, which was pretty cool, because it's kind of like a throwback. I mean, even though people are capping on him, because it looks like he gained weight, but again, you know, when you get older, that happens, but he was doing, he was, he was hanging on from his own two feet by himself. So you call him a big boy now, but he, it looks like he's still, still got some muscle to him mean, still very athletic. Uh, at his age now yeah ha ha 50 cent he's a whole dollar now ha ha ja 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 very funny but uh, I thought it was a pretty good performance by by uh, all the artists that were there uh, you know, that 50 cent appearance was pretty you know I, I would say a pretty big surprise considering we already had Snoop Dogg and Dr. J performing you know you don't always get to see Mary J Blige perform either uh, you know Eminem by himself could headline this thing uh dr Dre as well uh i like the ken i like ken kendrick lamar's uh perfor- uh um, portion of the of the, <laughs> excuse me portion of the of his of the show as in he had dancers bat- like jumping out of boxes and i was like oh they're thinking out of the box outside the box like i get it and then uh they were doing like a routine which like i guess they made a formation of a box but they're still trapped in the box so i don't know i mean it was a little they were trying to say something but i guess it flew over my head if anybody knows what they were trying to do besides to think outside of the box uh let me know (laughs) on twitter at at off rambling on twitter please because i'm a little curious to see like what were they trying to go for and i mean it was also interesting because they were all wearing, like, black suits. So I wonder what the the meaning behind it was. And the same thing as Eminem, I think Kendrick could have, you know, easily done this by himself as well. I mean, all these performers could have done it by themselves, but I'm pretty sure when the NFL or whoever was coming up with the idea for the Super Bowl halftime show, I'm pretty sure, I mean, Pepsi was sponsoring it, you know, they were like, all right, well, who can we get? And I'm pretty sure they said one name. And then that other one name said this other name. And then that other name said another name. And they're like, all right, well, we got to just get all of LA. Because LA is, like, pretty big and a diverse community of people. So, you know. But, uh, yeah. Uh, oh, another shout-out to another guy that cameoed in this year's Super Bowl was uh, Anderson Pack, who... um was on the drums as Eminem was performing, so I mean that was cool to see. I, I j- almost jumped out of my camera. Oh, Anderson Pack. But uh, yeah, and uh, if you're listening to this after our initial rambling run us episode where I, I spoke with Danny Tan, who was on, who was our guest host for that for that episode, uh, he said it was pretty good. He said it could have been a little bit better, as in you know, all these people like I said could have could have performed on their own but he thinks it could there could have been a little bit more to it just a tad that would have like probably put it over the top for him you know he would have liked to have seen more time with the artists um i mean i guess you say that some i have similar a similar sentiment for the halftime show but i already knew i'm like it's only 15 minutes what can they do with that time but uh two things i would like to point out one, I think people really thought Ice Cube should have been in here because he's another like ride or die LA Compton Long Beach native. And my idea, what I thought they were going to do, which I'm pretty sure they might have tried doing it. I wouldn't be surprised if they, I wouldn't be surprised if this was like a test idea, but um, I wouldn't have been surprised if they tried to have recreate or reincarnate hologram Tupac Shakur cause I feel like if they did that dude people would've lost their fucking minds bro cause well for one hologram Tupac what was that like 2012 2013 maybe like yeah they say it was going to be like a one time thing I know I think it did make appearances a, a few years after yet, after that but other than that you haven't really seen hologram Tupac in a while so I feel like this might have been a missed opportunity for them to do that again but who knows if the technology wasn't there or not the technology but the setup for it wasn't proper enough for it or you know it was just shot down by the creators themselves Dr. Dre and Snoop Dogg who are the ones that are like yeah we won't always bring that, bring that out because you know Tupac is secret in the hip hop in the world, so no hologram for you guys. Sorry, everybody. But uh yeah, um, just to go over some stats of the game since we're in the halftime portion of the of the pod of the game, I should say. Uh Matthew Stafford went 26 of 40, uh 283 yards, three touchdowns, and the two interceptions, which I'll get to in a bit. Um Joe Burrow twenty two of thirty three two hundred sixty three yards the one touchdown, Cooper Cup eight receptions ninety two yards two touchdowns. Uh, Odell Beckham Jr. had the one touchdown, but he did leave the game with a non-contact injury. Uh, yeah, I believe he tore his ACL. He was trying to catch a ball which, uh, bounced off his hands into his into his leg and. I guess as he stutter step or stopped to catch the ball, that was where his leg just kind of gave out on him. And yeah, he was in pain. You know, like I was saying in the beginning of this recording, that this is, had to be the most important game of his career because you don't know where he would be after this. I mean, I'm pretty sure he's, I don't know if his contract situation is with the Rams, but th- this might have been, this would have been his only chance to win the Super Bowl. Like, kind of feel for this guy. Like I said, with the Giants, the Giants are going nowhere. When with the Browns, the Browns thought they were going to do it. I mean, the Browns have somewhat turned it around, but not to the point to where these two teams have turned it around. And, you know, now he's he's in LA, a way better community of a team. I mean, obviously, because they, they won the whole damn thing. But yeah, I'll, I mean... OBJ is now in a better place in <laughs> here in the world, in the world. But uh, uh going down on the stat line, uh, T. Higgins, four receptions, 100 yards, two touchdowns. Uh, that first touchdown that he got
0: with, or not the first one, but the the one to open up the second half, 75-yarder. Um, I mean, I'm getting ahead of myself, but yeah, score that second touchdown to open up the game,
1: open up the second half. I'm um, good on him on a uh, good showing for him because I feel like the Bengals themselves have a good receiving core with Tyler Boyd and uh uh Jamar Chase. Chase is on the case, of course. Uh defensively, um for the Rams, Von Miller and Aaron Donald had four sacks combined. Uh adding to the Rams seven sacks on the night. You know, they were harassing Burrow all game long, all, all first half, all game long. You know, Donald really wanted to win this game. I'm pretty sure he has still has a um, sour taste in his tongue from from when the Rams first went to the Super Bowl in 2019 where they lost to the Patriots uh, was it 13-3. You know, it was another defensive performance, but you can't do much when you can't score. Vaughn Miller, another guy, I believe, came from the Broncos, another team that's just kind of spiraled out of control. But for some reason, a lot of people are saying they're going to be good next season, but I digress. But hey, I mean, just reading off all these names, you know, it's a lot of weapons on both sides of the ball. Three sides of the ball, if you count Matt Gay on special teams, clutch guy. But yeah, um,
0: those are, I guess, most important stats for the game itself. Now moving on into the third quarter
1: and second half, it does get it does start to get a little dicey. Um, I already I just mentioned it by accident. Haha. <laughs> um right off the bat, um the Bengals got the ball to start. Uh the game starts with a bang. T Higgins scores a 75-yard pass from Joe Burrow. McPherson puts the ball up into the uprights. And, yeah, the, the Bengals, for the first time in the game, were leading 17-13. to 13. Uh, That was the first play of, of scrimmage. And when they scored that touchdown, I was like, oh, man. I guess this is it for these guys. <laughs> this is it for the Rams because Burrow is about to ice them. Is this his destiny? Because, I mean, all throughout the playoffs, I feel like the Bengals always had their backs against the wall. And I guess you can say that's how Burroughs college and even now his NFL career has kind of always been, which is why like a lot of people like him, because like you know, positive looking dude, you know, comes in with the drip, but you know, overall he's just a nice guy, a nice guy to talk to. I wouldn't say he's overrated. He 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 does still need time to develop with his decision making, because there was some throws throughout the game where I was like, hmm, like I feel like he could have thrown it to the other guy, like There was a fourth down play earlier on that I failed to mention where I think it was like fourth and five, fourth and one. He threw it to the wrong receiver. (laughs) Because it got tipped, it got blocked down, or it was either blocked down or incomplete, but he had another guy wide open, which I feel like would have been the easier throw for him to do, but he didn't see him. So it's like the little things like that. I mean, then again, it, it could just be. Coming down to the O line, just not being able to protect him and letting him, you know, make the perfect pass, the best decision to throw the ball in the right direction. But then again, the bur the Burrows, <laughs> the Cincinnati Burrows, um, no the Bengals. I mean, then again, you know, also had a good defense, so it's not like it was just all Burrow doing it all by himself. But on this specific pass play. In the first play of the game, in the second half, the madness starts. Uh, Higgins, as he, I think he was being guarded by by Ramsey, you know, man to man, 1v1, hand fighting. Uh, Higgins' hand mixes up into uh, Ramsey's face mask. Kind of, I don't know. I guess he was intentional. It does look kind of kind of hidden, which is why there was no no call on the play. Uh, Higgins grabs onto Ramsey's face mask. Ramsey topples down, and that's what gets Higgins wide open. And it's like, oh man, like here we go. And I didn't realize this until that moment either. But the refs hadn't really called any flags on the play. I think the only flag they had thrown was a uh, unsportsmanlike conduct off of uh, the Bengals trick play, in which one of their players ran onto the field to celebrate, but he wasn't like in uniform or anything. <laughs> So it was like, bro, what are you doing? And, you know, costing them a 15-yard penalty. But I mean, it, I mean, it wasn't like a game-changing costly penalty, but it was kind of weird to see him do that because, I don't know, like why would the hell would you run into the field when you're not even playing, fool, in your sandals? Come on, fool. Like, don't be stupid. But yeah, uh, there was no call on, on, no call on the play and the touchdown stood. But I would say it was a a prelude to what was to come later in the game because, yeah, the, the refs in this game, you know, didn't really call any fouls, you know, throughout the whole the whole time. So it was a little odd not to see or let see the refs throughout the game. I mean, it was good because they let the, the players play, but there was a scuffle at some point in which uh, Donald aggressively tackled Burrow, uh, which was still in play. Um, Burrow toppled out of bounds. But I guess, you know, the O-line just furious with Donald and probably getting irritated with him. Number 75 for the Bengals needs to get fired low because he was getting bullied by Donald and the rest of the defensive linemen because he could not stop them. And, yeah, I think that's what kind of happened is that the Bengals just were getting tired of his shit and, you know, just wanted to get into a shoving match with him. I mean, luckily it was on the Bengals sideline, of course, but you know, at some point it's it's gonna fall apart for one of these guys. So like I said, the no face mask call was ironic and a prelude to you know what was later to come in this game. But yeah, the Bengals for the first time in the game, once again, 17 to 13, right off the bat in the third quarter. Um there was no scoring for the rest of the game for a bit. Um, uh, the closest thing we had was um a McPherson 38 yard field goal, you know, 20 to 13. At this point, I was like, Man, like everyone was doubting the Bengals, saying that they weren't gonna be a a threat to the Rams. But no, like they actually did show that they could play and hang on with these big boys, you know, Burrow and what a second year in the NFL, you know held the zone? Look! Look at how much how much they had to, adversity they had to go through to get here, and they were leading by seven in the Super Bowl. Like who would have thought? But at that moment, as well, I was thinking like, yeah, like they're playing good. This might be this might be it for the Rams. But then again, the Bengals haven't been in this position—the position of leading, in the position of being confident with the lead. So I feel like what also kind of doomed them was that, you know, them being winners was their doom because they're like, what do we do? We've never been in this position before. Like, do we hunker down? Do we try to score more? And I think I know what they were doing. And that's what their downfall was. The downfall was that they were trying to just play defense because they knew the Rams would also probably try to do the same thing, which, I mean, Kinda of what happened in the rest of this game. But
0: I don't think it was foolproof
1: because they knew that their offense of line was not going to be able to stand with Donald Miller Robinson, you know, you know, harassing them all game long. Like whatever the Bengals did to stop their defense, you know, just was never gonna work. I think that's why they wanted to rely on their defense because they knew they could hang, and they knew maybe Stafford would throw a pick. I mean, had the two, one of them was a the ball thrown down the middle. The receiver, you know, unfortunately couldn't catch it, bounced off of his hand, and got picked. In the second one as well, and in the second half, you know, Burrow, I mean not Burrow, Stafford, kind of a careless throw, one v one, flew over the receiver's head and. And it was caught in the back of the end zone. It's like, dude, like, ugh, like costly, costly throw. In my opinion, like, you can't, like I said, like the Rams' mistakes were going to be their downfall. However, they were able to make up for it in this game. Uh, like for like the game against the Bucks with the Rams, like that game could have easily been won by the Bucks if you know if. The
0: Rams didn't know how to recuperate. But luckily they do know how to recuperate and make up for the mistakes. But yeah, I mean the Rams were trying to respond late into the third quarter. But you know,
1: the score is still being uh twenty to thirteen,
0: you know. You wouldn't be. I wouldn't say you were. You would say you were confident for these guys. But uh, yeah, um, they did tack on an extra, an extra point, but a field goal to make it twenty to sixteen. In which, then again, you know, now all you need is a touchdown to win the game. But like I said, the Bengals. We're gonna go full throttle with the defense. So, I—I I mean, I don't know. Um, I—I I don't I, like. I said I—I I I wouldn't agree
1: with the Bengals' decision to do that because I feel like they—they should have scored. They let their foot off the gas, and that's what made them lose. I know I'm sounding like a broken record, but I just want to implement that that this is where they went downhill
0: like if, it's almost as if they ran out of ideas on most. You guys feel me or not? <laughs> but uh moving on into the the fourth quarter, there was not much scoring by either
1: team. But there could only be one crown champion for the Super Bowl, okay? You know, like I said like there was a lot more defense with both teams rough- throughout the whole game. And they did get to the QB a few times, I believe the Bengals had two sacks on the Rams. And yeah, I can confirm the Rams sacked Burrow seven times. They roughed them up a few times. Uh at some
0: point in this game, uh Stafford uh has exited <laughs> exited by he did
1: get his leg kind of twisted, which looked nasty. Like, I'm like dude, how did you not break your foot or your leg? Because his leg got caught. And he got a blimping. And you're like, okay, is he okay? And yeah, he was fine. He came back into the game, obviously. And then, you know, a drive or two later. Burrow, same thing. I mean, he was getting messed up all night long. All night long by this Rams defensive line. And yeah, he got rocked. And he also left the game limping. It's like... These guys putting their bodies on the line, trying to to win the damn Super Bowl. And you know, It would have been a shame to see either of these two quarterbacks leave the game because Stafford, you know, being traded from Detroit and for how long he has been there, you know, hasn't seen success. I mean, that's what made this game interesting because Burrow, the rookie, Stafford, the veteran, and not even a seasoned veteran, just a veteran of the game, just being with Detroit for so long, and having to endure losing for
0: so long. Burrow, another guy, you know, got injured, came back, made it all the way to the Super Bowl, still
1: a young guy, you know, has time to develop his game. Say, like, well, who's going to win it? Who? I would have been fine with either team winning, honestly. I mean, I know I've also failed to mention that you know, I picked the Bengals to win, <laughs> and yes, I was wrong. And you know, I mean it's okay, but either way, I, I, it was hard to pick who deserved to win this game more, considering all that both of these guys have gone through. You know, you, you want to see you didn't, didn't want to see a loser in this game. Honestly, I, I didn't, I didn't want to see no one lose, but it's a game it's competition there's winners and there's losers that's how life works but you know it is what it is it's the super bowl baby but yeah um after the the two knockdowns and the comebacks by the qbs you know it was just like a stalemate uh i want to say the bengal's did try to put the gas back on but it was still a little too little too late because they just like I said, ran out of ideas and they were trying to do too much, in my opinion.
0: Or not do too much, they were doing little to help them win the game. And that's what, you know, opened the door for the Rams because the Rams still
1: had weapons in their disposal on offense. And and that one weapon his name is Cooper cup <laughs> he uh kind of disappeared throughout the game uh th- while I was watching like I was you know I was tweeting I was live tweeting the game on rambling runoff at at ra- on Twitter at rambling runoff uh someone had mentioned that well there was a few people actually no the guys from NBC what the hell I don't know what the hell they're talking about said oh, the Rams have ran out of offensive threats right after Odell Beckham left the game with his leg injury. It's like, dude, what the hell are you talking about, dude? They still have Cooper Cup, who arguably is their best receiver, and he's the reason why they're here. You know, I'll go back to the game with the Bucs. You know, if Cup doesn't run all the way downfield to set up the field goal, like, how do you think that you're going to win that game? How are you going to win that game? So, I don't know what the hell, I don't know what Kool-Aid, I don't know what the hell they were smoking that day, but for them to say, like, oh, the Rams are out of offensive weapons, it's like, "Do you guys don't know jack shit, like, what the fuck, like, it really pisses me off, honestly, like, they would say that on live television, and yeah, I did kind of see that on Twitter, I'm like, what are you guys talking about, like, Cup is the guy that. Helped them win the Bucks game. The Cup is the guy that helped seal the deal against the 49ers. He's not doing much, but he's going to do the most when it counts. And that's what happened in this game. And yeah, um, that's what happened. So the Bengals, I feel like they're trying to score, but the Rams defense stopped them in their tracks, of course. And with the last few minutes, they could have... The Bengals could have gone for it, but instead they decided just to punt the ball away and give it the ball back to the Rams. And like I said, let the defense handle it. I'm like, dude, why did you guys do that? Like, it's the Super Bowl. There's no tomorrow. Just go for it on fourth down. But then again, like I said, they've done fourth down a few times throughout the game and it didn't always work. So I feel like it kinda, the Bengals' confidence kind of dropped at that moment. The head coach kind of just said, all right, screw it. Defense, get back out there. Let them make the mistakes. So, kind of gambling in that point, but I feel like the Bengals could have done a better job with the ball offensively.
0: Yeah, it was less than two minutes in the game. The Rams were rolling. Yep. And they get into the red zone. And then it happens Bam.
1: Controversy. Logan Wilson. Probably the best defender on the on the on the Bengals defense, linebacker, got called for a foul for holding onto the receiver, which helps up the Rams for the game winning touchdown. So, like I said earlier on, was was that face mask call
0: made up? Was this call like, we like it had like you know it's very.
1: I don't want I'm not saying yes, it was, but it's very obvious for those who believe it is. Like, it helps give evidence to them because, like, it was just very obvious that they only started throwing flags in the last couple minutes of the game. And it's like, why is that a thing? Like, why did you guys do that? And I, I mean, I don't, I don't have the answer for that, unfortunately, because for when I wasn't there and two, I'm not a referee, and three, I just do this for fun. (laughs) I just like talking about sports, but yeah, I mean, there was an earlier situation where the Rams similarly did the same thing where they held on to the receiver. I mean, it wasn't that bad, but on this one, it was very, very close because Wilson had his hand on the guy's shoulder, but I think it was his bottom hand where it looked like he tugged on his jersey, like on his pads, like in his chest area, but it was like kind of like a bang bang play in which the pass was call- was was incomplete. But you know they called holding, and that's what moved the the Rams up to the goal line, in which they scored a touchdown, but was called back with offsetting penalties. Uh, there was holding called on the offense, in which half of the stadium just erupted in rage and like, oh, they're gonna rob us. They're going to pull this bullshit on us. But there was also another foul. Um, the ball was thrown in the cup in the back of the end zone, but he got clapped in the head by a Bengals defender. And they called out for unnecessary roughness or personal foul or whatever, you know, helmet the helmet. And it was kind of a nasty hit, in my opinion, because he kind of, yeah, he mostly led with his, his head, you know, hoping to get cup. Yeah. I- I don't get it. Did he know that, like, even though you hit them really hard in the head, like, they're not always gonna pass out. Like, that's not how it works. Like, technology has really advanced us to the point where uh, the helmets are, to my knowledge, padded as safely as possible. Of course, yeah, it's gonna hurt, and he might have a concussion, but he's not gonna be knocked out like how you see, like, in those old '80s and '90s tackling work best or worst tackles of all time, where you know the guy gets freaking wiped out from a guy that he doesn't even see coming at him head to head. So I find it very odd that they still try to do that. I mean I guess try it because it's not gonna hurt that much to, to my knowledge. But uh I don't know I feel like costly costly decision on that tackle. But then again also the Rams almost shot themselves in the foot again like I said you know they had to clean up their mistakes in order to to get this win to get this dub. But yeah, once again, uh, they go for it. You know, they're in the red zone. I believe it was second or third down at the goal line. It looks like they don't have many receivers lined up because they're all bunched up. The Bengals, once, you know, come in, come in at the line, I'm like, man, they're going to send everybody. You know, the Rams say hike. The ball gets snapped. The Bengals rush in. And the Bengals are doing 1v1. Uh, coverage in which oh man I'm like he's getting destroyed on internet Eli Apple covering Cooper Cup never stood a chance and yeah I was like like I said I won I had the Bengals winning so I was like man this guy blew it you and I even think the Bengals even blew it themselves Not, I mean I'm not going to put the blame all on Eli Apple but I feel like if you're the Bengals and you know the best receiver, the guy that comes up clutch for this team is on the field, why ain't not you guys double team him or, you know, focus more on, on Cup at in, in this situation knowing that he is the, the most clutch receiver on the team and instead all he does he runs like, I don't know, not not feed. He kind of just runs straight, makes a hard right. And Stafford passes on the ball, and that was it. Like, it was too easy. It was too easy. If Eli Apple would have turned his head around, dude, he could have ran that shit back for a pick six and closed this shop up. But instead, he he turns around, looks at Cup,
0: Stafford throws the ball, Cup catches it, touchdown. It's like, bro, like that was it. Like it was too easy of a play. But yeah, um the Rams
1: up 23 to 20 with a minute and twenty-five left. Uh Matt Gay puts the ball back right up into the uprights and the Rams leading once again with a Cooper Cup one-yard pass from Matthew Stafford. I mean, for me, I was like all right, minute twenty-five. If the Bengals have enough or how would you say, have the proper plays to run in the situation and their own line can hold the defense. They could either tie or even win this whole thing. But of course, as I mentioned, the Bengals ran out of ideas. You know, they they moved the ball decently. They They were able to, you know, get five plays out of it. Uh, I mean, it was kind of, kind of, kind of squirrely. Um, you know, twenty six yards is what they were able to to move the ball for. I feel like if they were more prepared in the situation, they could have won the the game. But they put themselves in the
0: hole. Um, when, like, I mean, it's rinse and repeat. Uh, a fourth down. It was like fourth and one or so. Going, of course, they're going for it. And, you know, at the the, the Rams 49-yard line, Aaron Donald
1: zips by everybody, gets to Burrow. Burrow almost escapes, but as he's trying to escape, he tries throwing the ball, an incomplete pass. I mean, the guy that he threw it to, what is his name? Pernay? Pernie? I feel like he could have dealt for it. But... I guess you need kinda I don't know who the hell that guy was, but I guess he just gave up on the play. And with forty-three seconds left in the game, the Rams got the ball back. But it wasn't really shown on, on the broadcast. I saw it through social media. Jamar Chase dumped I think Ramsey to the ground. I mean, not easily, but Ramsey fell. If that whole line was just A little bit better for the Bengals, Burrow could have thrown it to Chase, I believe, and could have won that whole game for them. He was wide open. Wide, wide open. Like, that could have been the game right there with 43 seconds. I mean, who knows what Stafford could have done with that allotted time, but if they would have scored a lot
0: of people's heads would have dropped, certainly, because it's the last seconds of the game. It's the Super Bowl. You, you know, you live or die, play at that point. But of course,
1: Aaron Donald is just too much of a beast. Six-pack man, 12-pack man destroyed. I feel like he single-handedly destroyed this Bengals, Bengals offense because he never stood a chance. And yeah, that's, you know, once Donald pulled down Burrow, came back up showed up his finger not the middle finger like his ring finger like yep we got a ring dog we're getting the rings and that was it um the rams took a knee and the los angeles rams proved me wrong and were victorious the la rams winning their first super bowl here in los angeles last time they won it i believe some guy i forgot his name in 2000 won it hmm. I wonder what his name was. It was like an important game or something like a long time ago, like
0: 1999, 2000. Man, must have been a good game. Who helped win it in 2000, guys? Come on. But the Rams winning it now was pretty cool considering...
1: Like you know, I could see it live in my own backyard. I could see, you know, all the excitement, all the people happy, and it, it makes me want to see my team win it. So, good job on, on the Los Angeles Rams being victorious. Um, you know, seeing the, the um, trophy presentation was awesome. Uh, by the way, Cooper Cup was given the MVP trophy for. The, the game uh, is, once again, I'm going to read again. Eight receptions, 92 yards, two touchdowns, you know, awarded him the accolade. Here, though, I could probably argue that uh, Aaron Donald probably deserved this as well. Although, he, I mean, he didn't lead the team in sacks, but I feel like he did the most for his team in his position to help them win, in which, I mean, a defensive player winning the award is pretty rare. But, you know, I mean, why not? Why not give it to Aaron Donald? He was probably the most enthusiastic, the most involved in the game because it was a defensive battle. But I guess they gave it to Cup, who throughout the whole postseason and now the Super Bowl, you know, proved that he's not just a consistent receiver, but he's also a very clutch and competitive receiver
0: when the time is needed and when the time comes for him to show out. But yeah, um, it was a good Super Bowl good halftime show good commercials which i'll get to for fun
1: real quick um and it was all a good time for everybody and shout out to all the homies who you know who like the rams you know your team finally did it they won the whole shebanga bang but uh yeah um just really quick for the commercials i think my favorite commercial is the rocket mortgage because it was like a barbie's house commercial and they're like how did barbie buy this house on rocket mortgage wow and then they show castle grayskull i flipped out (laughs) i I grew up watching he-man so it was pretty cool oh another one was that damn bitboy commercial all it was it was a qr code trying to get like a discount on bitcoin there was also a weird doritos commercial where they were singing salt and peppa pushy real good which is weird because pushy real good is like a sexy song and they're trying to sell me
0: doritos and hot cheetos but with dancing animals, so close enough. <laughs> Let me see. I'm trying to think
1: of like another another commercial that like caught my attention. Oh, man, there was a, a a few a few good ones. I mean, they're like funny, but they're like creative in a way. Uh, there was the Jim Carrey cable guy, you know, fire of uh, Verizon trying to dump fire um, old school Wi-Fi and. Jim Carrey reprising his role as the cable guy was pretty funny because all he does is watch TV and he uses old school cables and they're trying to get rid of cables, which is pretty cool, which is pretty funny, which might be looking into that 5G. But uh, yeah, I mean, those are a few commercials off the top of my head that, you know, cut my eye. So yeah, I mean, overall, it was a good time. But uh, I mean, you've heard me talk about the game. Um. Uh, I want to hear from you guys, just for a bit. Um, once again, at Twitter at off rambling or on Instagram rambling runoff. Um, overall, the game was exciting. It was competitive. It wasn't a letdown. Uh, yeah, I was a little worried that one or I didn't know why. Like I said, I didn't know who or what was going to happen in this game, and I was just worried it was going to be a, a dunce or a blowout. Could blowouts are not fun either sometimes. Because when you watch blowouts, sometimes they're cool to watch but only when like cool shit happens. And you can't always be entertained by a 10 3 game because what is it? it's just defense, but there's nothing else happening with the actual ball. Like you're just watching guys tackle. Which you know if you like if you like that type of thing, go for it. But you know, it is a two two sided slash three sided type of game. Offense, defense, special teams, got kicked the ball too, you know. But yeah, uh good showing the Rams, you know, they did what they've done all season, you know, put the ball, played the ball in crucial crucial positions for them to win. And that's how they got the win here. Uh the Bengals, you know, played their cards close to their chests and you know, same thing, I guess similar to the Rams did what they could with what they had what they got. You know, not a lot of big names on that team, in my opinion, in, in regards to spending, but that's how they got here. A little bit of that backyard football mentalities, but kind of mostly got them here. And uh hopefully, you know, with this victory for the Rams, Stafford, you know, someday gets to the Hall of Fame. Donald gets into the Hall of Fame. Von Miller certainly gains the Hall of Fame. I believe this is his second ring now, uh, winning the Super Bowl a second time. And OBJ, you know, congrats on him. You know, he was in tears after the game. Of course, yeah, he probably wishes he could could have continued playing, but it's okay. He he did what he could and you know, he finally got what he deserves. And yeah, hopefully the Bengals, you know, could repeat what they did now but of course maybe not if the you know the rams decide to run it back but you know that's in a year so <laughs> i hope everybody enjoyed this super bowl as well as i did but yeah um that was our program and that was our podium show for today rambling runoff podium show super bowl wrap up uh thank you for everybody to listening um if you want to find us again once again on twitter i've said it like 10 times already uh, on twitter at off rambling on instagram uh At Rambling Runoff, find us on TikTok, TikTok, Rambling Runoff. Uh, If you're listening to us on YouTube, please subscribe and like the video. Leave a comment as well. Uh, Thank you for listening on Spotify, Stitcher, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts. Was it Overcast? (laughs) Uh, If you want to find me personally, you can find me on Twitter at Robert R Y. Thank you for listening to this special edition of the podium show, Super Bowl wrap-up. I've been your host, Robert Reels. See you guys next time. Peace out.